Starting or growing your business is hard work. But now you are listening to the Better Business Podcast with me, Steve Cook, and I'm going to try and make it a little easier on you. We on this podcast help you grow a better business with real advice from professionals, and today is no different. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Better Business Podcast. I am your host, Steve Cook. Today, we will be on a solo mission together to try and find ways to get your business unstuck. You know, today, I want to somewhat recap the episode that I did prior to this one with a gentleman by the name of Barry Moltz. Barry talked to me about um, how to get your business unstuck. And out of that interview with him, he was a he is a very successful entrepreneur in his own right. Um, he has successfully ran and sold three businesses, and now is a um, small business expert. He does that and accomplishes that by um, producing a weekly radio show. He also um, does public speaking, and on top of all that has written, I believe, six or seven books at this point, um, or maybe he has published six, but is working on a seventh something like that. And so I want to take the interview that I did with Barry and break it down maybe just a little bit farther. Um, the two common themes that I got from the episode that I did with him was to get a business, a small business in particular, unstuck. There was two things that we talked about predominantly, and those two things were around hiring and around marketing. And, you know, I think that it might be redundant or it might be boring, but there are things that are tried and true in business and hiring and marketing are two that are basically never going to go away. You know, you, you either have a, a issue with not having enough business, so you need to work on marketing, or you have a problem with you have too much business and you can't handle it all or you can't handle it all well. And that is a problem with hiring. So though these two common themes are redundant in business, that's really the only two things you have to work on if you break it down in a nutshell. So today we are talking about those two things. The first that comes up in my mind is the topic that Barry and I spoke about around hiring. You know, I think hiring is something that every small business owner struggles with when you go out and and want to start a business or you want to run a business you think of all these ideas these these things that you want to do i'm going to change the business this way or i'm going to change the business that way and oftentimes it is something that hiring is something that you don't even consider in the the fun creative the the exciting things that you want to do with your business you don't even think about the hiring aspect, and that is the large majority of the uh, issue or challenge with growing a business, is hiring a team around you. Um, you know, it's been said in many different quotes and many different ways that you can't build a large business without having a well-placed team around you. So in that vein, a few things that Barry and I spoke about um, in that podcast was he used the analogy of a hub and spoke system. And that's where a lot of small business owners struggle is they create this hub and spoke system. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that podcast, what he spoke about in that was that a lot of small business owners become stuck because what they do is they set up this team around them 
And instead of the team around them being able to um, move freely about the business and, and be able to make decisions amongst themselves, what you do is you set up this team around you to come and check in with you on every single decision. Or maybe you come and, and you set up this team around you to do all these projects, but as soon as they finish a project, they have to come and check with you again. And he talked about how you, you're virtually just setting up a way to own your job. You're not setting up a way to own a business. You're setting up a way to basically make it five minutes at a time before somebody else comes and asks you something. And if you've ever um, owned a small business and, and tried to go on vacation and, and you're constantly inundated with text messages and calls and emails and things like that, you have been a victim of this hub and spoke mentality. Um, and, and I know that I have been um, succumbed to this as well. One way to get around that is to double down, to focus on, to to make a priority around training. I think what a lot of people do is is they they line up all these projects, they line up all these tasks that they need to accomplish each and every day. And they they say, hey team, come to me and I will give you an, the next task. You know, one way to get around that is to train and to have a system around training. We have at different times in our business set up this this idea of people being in charge of departments. So maybe you you run a, a small business in the retail world and you see this in Walmart, you see this in Target, you see this in um, Home Depot and Lowe's, that certain people are in charge of departments. So what that does is that allows an employee, that allows a team member to be in charge of a certain department and make decisions in the best interest of that department. So perhaps you have a, a small restaurant that you are in charge of, and instead of having the hostess come and ask you every time she has a question or he has a question, or maybe instead of having the waiters and waitresses come and ask you every time they have a question, set up a, a leader in a certain area. Set up a, a head hostess and say, this is what success looks like in this area. The area is clean. The people, the guests are greeted within this certain amount of time. The uh, uh, pagers and the, the <laughs> tables and the um, doors are all clean in this area. The waiters and waitresses are evenly um, distributed, have evenly distributed guests amongst themselves. Um, set up what success looks like in that area and let that teammate, let that employee make decisions in that area. Um, this, that's one way to get out of this hub and spoke mentality. Allow your team members to see what success looks like in an area and let them fail or succeed in that venture. You know, um, we also have a rule at, at different times and with different levels and different employees. We have had a rule of don't ask me a question unless it's over a certain dollar amount. Don't ask me a question unless this decision is over $100. Don't ask me a question unless this decision is over $500. Or maybe with a team member that's been with you for five years, seven years, 10 years, don't ask me a decision unless, or don't ask me a question unless this decision is over $5,000. And obviously, each and every employee will have a different level of trust. And, and when you first set up a, a person in that area, you might need to check on them two or three times a day to begin with. But eventually that team member should be able to run that department, run their area for one day or two days or three days, maybe even a month or a week, depending on the level of expertise that that person has. 
the hub and spoke system is something that is will burn you out. It 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 will allow you to not grow in your business because at some point you will be maxed out in your ability to answer questions for each and every team member. You're you're going to have a a point where you can't do any more during the day um, because every decision has to run through you, and and at some point the funnel will stop with you. So. If you have this problem right now, double down on training, double down on on giving employees what success looks like in their area and let them fail or succeed in that for a certain amount of time before you um, become involved. The second thing around hiring that I think was um, just a small point that we touched on was he said that a lot of people can't find anyone, can't find help. And I, I have been um, through that, especially in the last couple of years. We have um, struggled with that immensely. One thing to that is, is if you have a business that's large enough, now, of course, if you have two or three employees, you might not be at the capacity for this. But if you have a business that's large enough, say you have a, a team of five to 10, or maybe even more than that, Try to always have someone that is on the bench that you can pull up to the starting team if need be. You know, have those conversations with people that you see promise in, those people that you, um, you know, might be able to, t- to tell that they are successful or they will be successful and maybe not give them a promotion or, or a raise at this point, but pull them aside to your office and say, hey, listen. I know that I have managers. I know that I have department leaders in all of these areas right now, and you're just a regular employee. However, I see a lot of potential in you. I would like to to kind of make you a bench. I would like to make you a shift leader um, right now in, in hopes that you can make it as a manager here um, when we need you, whether it's when we grow to another location or maybe it's if somebody quits and, and have those people in your bench that you can have to rely on when somebody does quit. Um, not only will that give you a person to lean on when that person quits, but also that will give that employee tons of motivation to step up to the plate, to to start acting like a leader, to to maybe um, quit looking for another job. Hey, you have potential. You have promise in this job and this career. This could be a career for you. Um, I see you running this store someday. Um, have those conversations ahead of time so that you can lean on those people at some point when you need them. And finally, if you have hired people, if you have talked to those people, maybe you're saying, yeah, man, I did that. They still quit. Yeah, I I did that. They still left over 50 cents an hour. You know, Barry had talked about having a conversation with yourself that you might have to pay someone more. Maybe you need to consider raising your prices so that you can afford higher paid, higher quality employees. You know, a lot of times customers will um, not mind so much paying more for something if you have the best customer service in the town, if you have the best customer service in the metro. Um, Somebody might not, you know, I I doubt, I don't even know what Chick-fil-A charges for their chicken sandwiches um, because the experience is so fast and so... um, 
good that I don't I don't really care when I'm in a hurry. The Chick-fil-A sandwich is just as good as any of the others because I know what I'm going to get. Um, so maybe it's something that you need to consider raising your prices so that you can afford to pay an employee more. Um, perhaps you're struggling with with constantly losing employees that you you hired them for $10 an hour and they left over 50 cents. You hired them for, for $12 an hour and they left for a job that, you know, pays a dollar or two dollars more. Consider, um, you know, maybe some bonuses or some some um, promises or or something that and um, they you can get them to that point at some some day. Or perhaps start people out at a higher higher pay range if you think that you could raise your prices and and still justify having a great customer base. And uh, uh, Barry talked about that a little bit in his podcast as well on on needing to ask yourself if maybe I need to pay people more. So the second half that I wanted to address in this podcast was marketing. You know, I think that if you are able to, maybe you're sitting around saying, hey, I, I don't have a struggle with, with waiting on people. I don't have a struggle with hiring. Right now, I've got four employees and they stand around all day. I, I have a problem with getting people in the door. You know, that that's the other side of small business. You either can't handle the business that you're getting or you don't have any business to handle. And marketing is the other side of this. And one of the things that I thought was genius that that Barry said that small businesses struggle with, and I have been so um, guilty of this in in my past and even in my present. I'm on a an absolute high right now as far as marketing goes. I'm I'm doing all different kinds of things. I'm cold calling. I'm 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 talking to farms left and right in our in our feed store business. However, Barry said that one thing that small businesses struggle with is consistent marketing. This idea of, you know, kind of like a heartbeat, um, you know, this this crazy high, this this I'm I'm going to post on Facebook every day. I'm going to post on Instagram every day. I'm, I'm going to start a new TikTok channel. I'm going to start making YouTube videos. I'm going to do this and do that, do this and do that. And then all of a sudden what happens is you you get this huge bump in business. Somebody quits and all of a sudden you don't do anything for a month. Maybe you go out in the next month and you go call cold call on all these people. You go drop off samples and you go drop off business cards at all these different locations. And then what happens two or three weeks later, you you get a large client or you get some new business or again, somebody quits and you drop off. One thing that is so crucial for a small business to have that consistent growth, that that hockey stick of going up and to the right in their sales, is to have consistency in their marketing. couple ways you can do that. Barry talked about automation, um, automating a lot of your marketing. So what that looks like is maybe you do content in large um, portions. I've done this before. I've made you know 20 or 30 different one-minute clip videos or, or all these things and scheduled them out over a month's period of time. Or maybe you schedule a lot of different social media posts or mailers or emails or whatever it might be whatever your marketing of choice is, is not crucial to this conversation. But to have that that way to, to lump these marketing messages together in one time and then consistently distribute them over a month's period of time or a few weeks or whatever it might be. He talked a lot about automation. But one thing that I want to run through your mind, there is a lot of ways that you can automate 
marketing and through hiring. Um, I have found great success, especially here recently, in hiring around marketing. And no, not necessarily in-house. For a small business, I think that having a marketing team in-house is always going to be one, maybe two people. Um, and that is a struggle because when you hire one person and train them, um, and they don't stay, it is crippling to you um, to spend all that time on training, all that time on 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 with one single person, and then they quit. That can that can debilitate your marketing efforts, maybe even more than just doing it all yourself. Um, I have found great success in in hiring marketing around a marketing team or a marketing person. The individual that we work with now, his name is Chris Fox. Um, he has a marketing company and through working with Chris, he is obviously a little bit more expensive than hiring a $12 an hour employee or a $13 an hour employee to run our social media or run our email marketing campaigns or whatever it might be. However, I think if you step back and take a look at the amount of training that you have to put into a person, if you take a step back and, and look at all the, the hours that you have to spend interviewing someone and you think about all of the ebbs and flows, the highs high and the lowest lows of when your, your social media or your, your marketing efforts go completely ghost for months at a time, and you think about, hey, I could have a consistent marketing presence. I could always be top of mind to the people that I want to get in my door. And you think about those things. And yes, you might pay a little bit more. But when you weigh the benefits of that versus the the downsides, the ghosted months and the the training hours and the interview hours and the the um, search for applications and, and all of those things, um, man, I think you might be pleasantly surprised at the payoff at the end of the day for hiring a consistent marketing effort. So whether that's hiring a marketing person, a marketing team, or maybe even hiring it out to a virtual assistant, um, some of the small tasks that you might be inundated with. Um, I have hired a uh, virtual assistant on a platform called Upwork um, to do some of the menial tasks. Uh, one of the hard parts of doing a part podcast, and if, if you have guests, is lining up those guests, getting the the time that it would all work for everybody, getting the the links and the the small details all worked out between the guests, and when they cancel and want to reschedule and all of those things. Those are just small menial tasks, and I have um, found somebody that. I hired on a, a platform called Upwork, and um, that's that's something that I think is is another tool that you can use is hire somebody that could be a virtual assistant for you to do some of the menial tasks that you might get bogged down with in marketing. Lastly, around this idea of marketing, um, you know, if you're a small business, I think that a lot of small businesses look to big businesses and want to. Um, mirror them or that maybe you have been guilty of this i know i have of googling good marketing ideas for 2021 or or seeing some youtube videos of people that say this is a good marketing tactic or that's a good marketing tactic or maybe you've been doing the same thing over and over and you're you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you're saying man yeah i need to get back to my marketing one thing i want you to think about is there are countless stories, especially right now with the evolution of the internet and the evolution of um, 
people having different uh, ways that they can overcome large business with the internet. I want you to think about a company like Uber that has taken over the taxi industry. Think about the company Airbnb um, that has taken over the hotel and uh, uh, vacation rental industry. Um, think about all of these small mom and pop um, companies like Supreme and some of these small um, clothing brands that have taken over brands like uh Ralph Lauren and these small stores and internet companies that have taken over companies like Macy's um, or or Toy Store or Toys R Us or whatever it might be, the internet has allowed the small guerrilla type marketing to overtake some of these big industries. So don't don't be don't succumb to hey this this big company is doing it this way. I want to copy them so that way I can be a big company. One advantage that small businesses have in marketing, and I'm reading a book right now called, um, I believe it's Get Different uh, by Mike Michalowicz, who is going to be on the podcast here in a few weeks. Um, and that book talks about how small businesses need to focus on different types of marketing. Don't be afraid to be weird. Um, don't be afraid to, to let your personality show. I think people get tired of the same Facebook ads over and over. People get tired of the same Instagram ads over and over, the same emails, the same mail outs. Don't be afraid to be weird. The thing that you have to keep in mind with, with being weird, maybe you're okay with that. Maybe you're totally comfortable being weird in your marketing is you do need to make customers feel um, comfortable in this weirdness. You do need to make sure that they have an actionable step that they can take. Don't don't take it so far as to, to just make a crazy video on YouTube and don't give them an actionable step that they can take, but don't be afraid to, to, to dress up, to be weird, to send something in the mail that's a little bit odd. Even if it costs more money, I think that you'll find so much more success in that. Um, for an example, Many years ago, I, I kind of gotten away from this recently, but many years ago, I, I was on this high of marketing, kind of like we talked about earlier, <clears throat> and I made a list of the top uh, in our industry, we, we sell to performance horse customers, and so an ideal customer for us would be a, a farm that has a lot of, of horses, and for many months in a row, I, I would send these packages to these individuals, and I would send them... Um, I believe one month I sent a train whistle and I said, uh, uh, if you're tired of, of, uh, join the, join the success train that we have going, blah, 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 whatever it might be. And that stupid train whistle got me multiple, uh, six figure clients. Um, I, I sent a Rubik's cube the next month and said, are you puzzled about how to save money on your feed bill? I sent a, um, a coach's whistle the next month. Uh, month and said, if you need someone to to coach you through changing feed programs, reach out to me. I sent uh, you know all these different chachkas and and little rinky dink things that cost me two or three dollars on um, online. I would order them you know twenty or fifty in advance and um, send these out once a month. These mail outs would t cost three to five dollars to send out, and they were so much more impactful, so much different and, and weird when compared to other large marketing uh, uh, deals that you see from maybe a company like Tractor Supplier or in our area, Atwoods or something like that. When you, when you look at this different marketing tactics, 
That is something that a small business can capitalize on and can take over the big guys by doing that. Um, nobody is going to be doing that. If you're you're a small restaurant and you're sick of uh, companies like Chili's, you know, having a full parking lot every night, do things that are different. The small business owner reaching out to people on a phone call is different. That's different than what Chili's is doing. The CEO of Chili's is not reaching out to anybody on 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 the phone to to get them to come visit the restaurant. Do things that are weird and don't be afraid of of standing out and, and giving people actionable steps to do business with you if they do like you. So if you are feeling stuck, hopefully these two tips can can help you to maybe take care of the business that you have now through hiring and to maybe jumpstart your business or, or get your business going through the, the avenue of marketing. And hopefully that this advice will be something that you can use and to um, get your business going again and get your business unstuck if you are feeling stuck at this time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Better Business Podcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Better Business Podcast with me, your host, Steve Cook. You know, starting or growing a business is hard work, so I hope that today's advice made it just a little bit easier for you. We'll be sharing more about this exact topic all this week on my social platforms. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, or if you would like to get a, a personalized blog post from me on this topic, you can join my email list and I will send you an email once a week. You can check the show notes to subscribe to that or find me on my website, whatever's easier for you. Now get out there and go grow a better business with this advice from today's Real Pros. Thank you for listening.